0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And we are right back at it. We hope you're right back with us. And uh, the time to call in is now anytime you want. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898. The lines are open. So... uh Give us a call. You want to email it as help at employmentlawyer.ca, help at employmentlawyer.ca. For the next little while, covidrights.ca is also a website you'll want to check out. And there is always 24-7 pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It is like having a lawyer with you at all times. So how cool would that be? Want to get to uh, things uh, to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff, which will start be happening uh, more and more across this country is jurisdictions begin to be a little more or less restrictive with the uh, the self-isolation and the distancing and bringing people back to work to uh, get this con- economy stimulated. Man, God, it needs it for sure. Again, 604-280-9898, your call's coming up. First, though, so week that was, how are you, pal? Hey, Johnny, uh, doing well and uh, ready
1: Good. to talk employment law and to hopefully mm-hmm. help as many people as possible. I think the theme for today's show is going to be returning to work. Uh, as businesses, as you said, are starting to open up again, employees that may have been on a a layoff are called back to work. We're going to focus on that. And what does that mean? If you're called back to work, what your rights are, can they change your compensation? Uh, Can they change your job? Do you even have to go to work at all if you don't feel comfortable? We're going to try to talk about that, but it's more interesting uh, for us and hopefully for you if we answer your call. So give us a call right now. Let's talk and answer and solve your problems. Uh, That's what we're here to do. Uh, We'll we'll babble on if if we don't get the calls, but we would rather answer your calls. And if you don't want to call, but you have questions about your workplace rights, and I know you have them because I answer them all the time, is you can reach out to me privately, phone or email. We'll give you that contact information. There's no bad questions. You really need to know your rights. So let me start, Johnny, by telling you uh, something that came across my desk. I spoke actually on Friday with uh, a lady who uh, a few days prior was called back to work from a layoff, but was told this. uh, We have to give you a 50% pay cut. We don't know for how long. Hopefully, it won't be forever, but we don't know. Uh, And so that's option one. Option number two is we understand you may not be happy with that. Therefore, option number two is we're going to give you six weeks pay. She'd been with the company for six years. So those are your two options. Hmm. Well, before she even talked to me, uh, she said, well, no, I'm not happy with either of those options. So on Friday, the company made the choice for her, and they said, okay, since you didn't accept the 50% pay cut, we're letting you go with six weeks pay. That's when she called me. John, hopefully our regular listeners know exactly what's wrong with this scenario. And what's wrong with it is she's owed a lot more than six weeks pay. In fact, she's owed, I assessed her as, as being owed nine months pay, nine months, not six weeks. So she did not have an obligation to accept a 50% pay cut. No one does. You as well at home. You do not have that obligation. Now, the employer could have tried to impose it, or in this case, they chose to terminate. They're allowed to terminate, but they have to pay full severance. For her, that's nine months pay. So I'm going to help her get that, but I wanted to remind everyone there that the rules we've been talking about for years continue to apply now in this COVID situation. If you lost your job, your severance is likely a heck of a lot more than what your employer is offering. It's just the way it is. Most employers may not understand or appreciate how much they have to pay. That's why it's so important now more than ever to get that advice because you don't want to walk away with six weeks pay when it's going to take you a long time to find another job when you should have gotten nine months pay. So very important lessons there, John.
0: And by the way, to reach out to when we're not on the air, it is uh, 604-283-3123. That's Lior's number and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But to uh, chime in for the remainder of this hour, we'd love to get you talking to us as we talk to you, 604-280-9898. And we'll get to uh, to Mike, I think, is our uh, our first guy up. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good afternoon. Yeah, hey, I'm good. And you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? So
2: uh, I, I work for a manufacturing company and about Five weeks ago, everyone, all guys on the shop floor were given a, a temporary uh, layoff notice. So, about two days later, into the following week, about 80% of the guys were called in, employers saying there's enough work for everyone to keep going, however many guys were called in. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the wage subsidy kicked in, we have seen guys who didn't even show up for long coming in to work. And then we find out that the employer has been approved for a wage subsidy program. This was on a Thursday. On on Friday, everyone was called in and said, from the following week, you have to take a day off without pay. So if, if it is a full week, we work Monday to Thursday, and Friday is a day off without pay. So you can use your uh, vacation time or go without pay. Now, the big question in this floor is, can the employer use the wage subsidy program and have the guys reduce their
1: hours? So is this a union job, Mike? No, it's a non-union. So the wage subsidy really has nothing to do with the employees and what I mean by that is it's between the employer and the government. From your perspective what's happening here is you're taking a pay cut. Doesn't matter why or how And, and an employer is not actually allowed to reduce your pay, in this case, by 20%. So what this means is you have two options. You can either accept the pay cut, now you're working four days a week, obviously that's your right, or you can treat that as a termination. So there's no way to actually stop your employer from doing what they're doing. The only thing you have the right to do is to treat that as a termination and, and make the company pay you severance. So that's really the options here. Uh, they're No, they're not allowed, regardless of the wage subsidy, whether it's because of the wage subsidy or otherwise, they're not allowed to reduce your pay, meaning you can treat that as a termination. All right.
0: Okay. Makes sense. You want to reach out afterwards, Mike. I'm going to give you a way to do that. Uh, 604-283-3123. I'm sure you got more questions. Help at employment. Lawyer.ca. Moving on here, 604-280-9898. Just that simple. Make the call and uh, get some, some answers, some information. Grace, thank you for hanging on. Good afternoon.
3: Hello. Um, I retired in March 2019, and since then, my only income has been my pension from work, OAS, and CPP do I qualify for CERB and the $1,000 benefit from the B.C. government?
1: Uh, no, Grace, you would not qualify because you didn't lose your job because of the virus. So the, the, the primary condition to qualify for either of those benefits is that you would have had to lose your job or lose your income because of the virus. So since you've been uh, off work for a year plus, uh, you would have not been affected by the virus or your income hasn't been affected, therefore you don't qualify.
3: Okay, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Grace. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. 604 280 Got a couple minutes here before we uh, take a break. Got to squeeze Dave in here. Hi, Dave. Thanks for hanging on. Good afternoon.
4: Yeah, thanks. Hi, guys. Uh, you bet. Um, I've got a question about the $40,000 loan, um, which uh, I, I know at least one small contractor who's got it. Um, does it apply to, like, uh, I've got a corporation but uh, I'm basically the only employee of the corporation um and I pay myself 50/50 50, 50 dividends and payroll um if if my dividends are only 15,000 or sorry my payroll is only 15,000 I understand the threshold you've got to have uh over 20,000 worth of payroll to qualify for that loan
1: correct you're right. You have to have a minimum of twenty thousand. So if you're at fifteen, then unfortunately, you not you wouldn't qualify for the forty thousand uh, uh, loan that's guaranteed by the government.
4: So so even though I have an income uh, combination of dividends and payroll, that is that's the the, the true tail tail of the tape there.
1: Right. The the dividends in this case wouldn't wouldn't count. They wouldn't consider that as income for the purpose of calculating the payroll size. Uh, and that's why uh, that's why you would not qualify
4: well that that's that's a shame uh, you know just because there's lots of people probably went that way and then realized, well, jeez, i I just blew it on uh, on a free you know the the loan's forty thousand, but you only have to pay back thirty, right.
1: Right, no, I I, I hear you. I, I'm not saying that's a good idea or it's right. I'm I'm just telling you how it is, and and you're right. It, in this situation, you wouldn't qualify, and it is a shame because it is a a very good loan that would help a lot of businesses at least for a while.
0: Dave, appreciate the call and your time. Enjoy the rest of uh, your Sunday. So uh, before we actually, you know what, let's take our let's take a first break. Get that out of the way first, and then we'll come back here more. Of your phone calls give you a chance to uh, grab a phone. And line them up at 604-280-9898 uh, to email us at help at employmentlawyer.ca. We can cover some of those as the uh, the afternoon goes on here for sure. In the next couple weeks here as we uh, machete our way through this COVID-19 pandemic and everybody's looking for the bright side of getting back to work, that is for sure. You have questions about it? No problem. 604 280 Nine eight nine eight. That's the call us here at the station for the remainder of this hour. And you want to get out and reach uh, Reachley or any other time, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the uh, the email address. And 604-283-3123. We're just lining a couple more calls. In the meantime, getting to this, things to remember when being called back from a temporary layoff. And uh, this is, I know, a topic, uh, you, you know, we, we really wanted to do this one because we just had enough of people calling about how CERB works. Not that we can't answer that right still, <laughs> but it's like, it's nice to get to this topic. Hey, look, there's uh, some light at the end of the tunnel, right? It, it is. It is nice, a change
1: of pace because everything for the first, you know, month and a half or so of COVID was about, yeah, I'm not working. What benefits am I owed? Well, right now, thankfully, a lot of people are getting back to work and, and being called over the next few weeks. So, we really need to shift our focus and talk about what does that mean and what your rights are as an employee, uh, what you can do and cannot do, what your employer has to do. So that's a very important topic and it has never been more important than right now.
0: That is coming right up. 604-280-9898. We'll get to a phone call first. So Always, always top priority. Jerry, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind?
3: Um, I got uh, uh, laid off about uh like four weeks ago and uh now the employer is calling back and asking me if i can come in for three days a week and uh is that cause for termination like is that
1: not on my side do i get severance if i find another job do you get severance if you find another job yeah while i'm working uh at this place three days a week so not exactly so here's how this works uh you have now the, the the ability to choose to treat this reduction from five days to three days is a constructive dismissal and get severance. So you oh. can say, I'm not accepting it. Sorry, employer. And if you're going to make me, then I'm going to make you pay me severance. So that's option one. If you continue okay. working, though, then you give up the right to severance. And if you find another job and then leave, that's a resignation. And, and, oh. and you don't get severance. So in okay. terms of severance, the choice has to be, Yes, am I going to work and now I'm working three days a week? Or am I saying, no, I'm not doing that employer, and if if that's my only option, then I want my severance. So those are the two options that you have right now, Jerry. Okay, thank you.
0: Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate the call, but does he not have to be careful that if he does decide to go back for three days a week, he's got to... He's got to say it's temporary. Does he not say, I want my five days back eventually? This cannot be the new norm. Is that right? A, a very
1: smart uh, move in any situation where your pay is reduced, your hours are changed, your job is changed, is to tell your employer and in writing. If you say that verbally, it means nothing. Send an email right. that says, Employer, just, you know, I, I, I understand this is a unique situation, so I'm going to continue working, but I expect things to change back to normal as soon as possible by doing that, then your employer can't just decide permanently to change your job. At some point, they're going to have to change it back. So send that email always. If you don't send that email, as John just said, if you simply continue working and then the company decides, you know what? We like paying you uh, for three days instead of five. That's much better. At that point, you're stuck with that. Even if that happens forever, you're you're not going to be able to make your employer change it back to the way things were. So definitely send that email. 604-280-9898,
0: 604-280-9898, that is to ask your questions here on air uh, with the remainder of the hour, so uh, feel free to call in and do exactly that. Kara, thank mm-hmm. you for hanging on there for a moment. How are you?
4: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Great. What's uh, What's on your mind?
4: Well, I came off maternity leave, and all the daycare is closed, so I was receiving the CERB benefit so far um, because it's impossible for me to work from home full-time and take care of uh, a child that's so young. And so now that the daycares are going to open, I'm going, okay, I can go back to work. But then at the same time, it's not the same as having like an eight or a nine-year-old or a six-year-old that you can social distance, which is what the daycares are talking about and cleaning everything. You, there's no way you can stop a 14-month-old, mo like lots of them from mouthing things. Um, you can't sanitize or social distance them. So am I obligated to go back uh, to work with this young child? Uh, in my possession, or do I continue on CERB, or what's
1: the deal? Yeah, that's a that's a g- very good question, and, and, and the short answer is, yeah, unfortunately, you do have to go back. Now, you certainly are allowed to stay home if your child doesn't have care, but if care is otherwise available, then you do have to go back to work, and you can stay on. Uh, you you can't stay on the CERB. But my sense is that many employers, especially in this situation you've just described, are going to be understanding and accommodating. So my best advice is speak with your employer explain to your employer exactly as you just explained to me what the concern is and why you 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 don't want to leave your child in the daycare in this situation and hopefully you and your employer can agree to allow you to stay off that means you can stay on crb the concern is that if you don't do that or if your employer says no we need you there and you don't come in then that may be considered a resignation, and then you would have lost your job, and you would have lost your CRB benefit. So speak to your employer, Kara, because technically speaking, yes, you should be
0: going to work. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Kara. Please, uh, please follow back uh, with us and let us know what happens uh, in that regard. For sure, the number to reach out anytime, get a hold of the or six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. But here now it's six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. As I'm sure you. No, by now, Lon, thanks for hanging on. How are you?
3: Not too bad. Uh, I've got a question. Uh, I got a temporary layoff for 13 to 20 weeks, and within that time uh, I'm called back to work, and it's uh, three days as opposed to five, which I'm usually used to working. If I give them a uh, written um, thing that I want it to go back to the regular way it was, then is that sufficient enough, or do I need to send them an email?
1: Uh, anything in writing is fine as long as you have a copy of it, I like email because there's easy, it's easy to have a record of it. but anything in writing, if you send them a note and you have a copy, that's good enough. But any mm-hmm. something in writing that confirms that that you've never accepted this reduction permanently that you put a cap on it. Uh, I, I like email because if you send an email, it's gonna be very difficult for someone to say they didn't get it. If you send a note, they'll say I've never seen this before. So email I like uh, it just works so well.
3: Okay, well, I've got a, a letter from them as uh, due to the coronavirus that I've uh, got my uh, like laid off for thir- temporarily for 13 to 20 weeks. And it says if I don't uh, come back with it when I'm recalled within seven days, I uh, lose my um, my severance or my uh, payout, basically.
1: No, you, you would not. You would not lose your severance. Uh, you you would be able to pursue severance if you want, because the layoff itself was actually illegal in most cases, it, unless the business was required to close by 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 law by government. Uh, if the business was able to stay open, uh, then the layoff itself is a termination, so you'd be able to get severance. But you have to decide what's better for you, to, to go back to work and, and have your job, even if it's for reduced hours for a while, or are you better off not to be working there and get severance? If you do want to get severance, Steve, reach out to me. Happy to help you get that. Okay, thank you. Or I should say lawn, sorry.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Lawn, Appreciate that. Uh, reaching out, keep the number, 604 604- Two eight three thirty one twenty three 283 3123 Again, 604-283-3123. Uh, but we do want to get Steve in here before the breaks. That you mentioned it, and uh, we'll do that now. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon.
4: Hi. Uh, my question is, if you've got an underlying medical condition and your health practitioner has told you you get COVID, it's a major issue, and you work in retail and your boss is like, hey, we're opening up, but they're not enforcing social distancing. They want you to still get out. Around deal with the customers and all that.
1: So the best what? thing you could do, Steve, if you have you already have your doctor's support is take that extra step and get a doctor or get your doctor to give you time off work. say that you shouldn't be working right now. that protects you. Now keep in mind, your employer and, and everyone's employer has to allow social distancing. If they don't allow it, then you can actually refuse work. but honestly, rather than get into that type of a dispute, the easiest solution for you is just get a doctor's note to say you can't work. That would allow you to be off legally. It would also allow you to continue getting uh, compensation from the government. So speak to your doctor. Get that note that protects you. And if your employer gives you a hard time or any trouble at all, give me a call. Perfect. Thank
0: you. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate uh, your time. Good luck with that. And again, circle back, let us know uh, what happens for sure. We're going to take a short break here, get back to more of your calls and things you need to know when you're getting recalled back off a layoff. That is all coming up. The number is 604-280-9898 to call in. You want to reach out through email, just as simple, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And a website you should be consulting all the time because it's like having an employment lawyer with you at all times. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Yeah, there's still uh, plenty of time here at 433 for you to call in and ask with your questions as well. You've been called back to work. You're thinking it's going to happen. You're not sure how you're going to navigate that. Call 604-280-9898 or possibly you're still off work on CERB. Don't know what's going on. Give us a call, get some answers. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website you want to use all the time, and to reach out to Leo anytime six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. But getting to this, things to remember when being wrong. Uh, uh, pardon me, recalled back from a temporary layoff. Number one is this: you have a right to return to a safe workplace, like we just uh, kind of spoke about with our last caller. It, that, that is the first thing we have to speak about because at the end of the day,
1: that's really the only thing that matters. Uh, And and remember, you have a right, it's a fundamental right that you always have, but it's especially important right now, you have the right to come back to a safe work environment. What does that mean? That means that your employer has to follow each and every single guideline that the government puts together, the health authorities put together in terms of social distancing, in terms of number of customers in the store, in terms of when to open, when to close, whatever those guidelines are they have to follow. It's not up to them. If they're going to operate, they have to do it. If if they can't do it, then they have to remain closed. All right. So if they follow those guidelines, then the workplace is presumed to be safe, or at least as safe as can be. And then yes, you you, you are going to go to work. But if your employer doesn't do that, first of all, you want to talk to your employer and let them know, employer, I, I you know read right here that you're supposed to uh, ensure that no more than two people enter the store, okay? Then make sure your employer knows that. If, if you and your employer can't resolve that, if he says, I don't care, I'm not going to do it, then you can refuse that work. You don't have to work and you can't be punished legally for doing that. So safety always comes first. This especially comes uh, first right now. Your employer does have to protect you. And if your employer doesn't, if you're now being threatened because you don't want to go to work to an unsafe work environment, reach out to me. Let me help you figure that out.
0: Again, talking about things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff, uh, you have a right to earn the same pay hours of work and job you had before the layoff. I've been getting uh, emails and calls probably for the last week and a half,
1: literally dozens of times from people saying, I've been recalled back to work, but my employer says I'm only going to pay you 75% or 50% or whatever it is. So I'm going to take a pay cut. Keep in mind, our regular listeners know this concept of constructive dismissal, and they've heard me say it many times, that a change in the terms of employment is not something, a significant change at least, is not something an employer is allowed to do. Well, guess what? Same thing happens now. Same thing applies, even though we're dealing with the COVID pandemic. So if your employer is going to change your compensation, change your job, your days, your hours of work, you have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. You may choose to do it. You may choose not to do it, but that is your legal right. So if we're talking about changes to pay of more than 10%, 15, 20, 30, what have you, That is something that gives rise to a a constructive dismissal. You have to make that decision. Keep in mind, if you continue working, and if you work more than a couple of weeks, you're going to be considered to have accepted it, and at that point, you can't change your mind. So keep that in mind. You have that right to make the choice. As I was saying before, if you do plan on accepting this change because you want to be the good team player, you want to continue working, uh, even though you're making less money, make sure you send a note to your employer saying, employer, I am not agreeing to this permanently. I'm only agreeing with this while we're dealing with COVID, and I expect to be back to my usual pay, my usual salary, my usual job, what have you, as soon as possible. If you do that, you protect yourself a bit. But remember, you don't have to do it. You do have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal.
0: By the way, to call in, still plenty of time, 604-280-9898. Got open lines, uh, so bring it on. We'd love to talk to you. Emails as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to get to more of those things to remember when being recalled from layoff, but uh, I want to drop an email in there uh, every so often as well. This one came through from Sean. says, guys, my employer decided to scrap the bonus plan for all employees. I usually get 10K a year bonus. What can I do? Well, you know, this
1: fits in very nicely to what we were talking about before. Uh If your compensation now is going to be changed, and and it will because you don't have a bonus, essentially that's as if your salary has been reduced. So even though the actual fixed salary is the same, your total compensation has changed. That is also something that's a constructive dismissal. So in this situation, if the elimination of the bonus results in a total pay decrease of 10% or more, then that gives rise to a constructive dismissal. That's not just true now d- during COVID. It's true always. If your employer decides to eliminate the bonus or reduce it significantly and, and because of that, now you're making less money, you have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Now, remember, this is especially important in this situation with the bonus. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, well, I'm going to continue working, uh, then that means now you don't have a bonus bonus anymore. If your employer never reinstates that bonus, there's nothing that you can do about it. So either you treat it as a constructive dismissal or you accept it, understanding that you may never have that bonus again, but that's the choice you have to make.
0: All right, back at it here. Things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff. Next one is this. You do not have to sign a new employment contract. You do
1: not have to. You know, and, and I don't even know exactly why this is a thing, but I can tell you that, that I've been getting so many emails uh, over the past week or so from employees saying my, my employer is calling me back to work, but they want me to sign a new employment agreement. No, don't. Bad news. There's no need. There's no reason ever mm-hmm. in logic or in law for you to have to sign a new employment agreement if you're going back to work from a layoff. No. And, and the only reason your employer would want or any employer would want a new employment agreement to be signed is if that employment agreement provides for better terms for the employer. So why would you do that? No, don't do that. You can't be punished for not signing. An employer may try to put in terms in that employment agreement that limit your future severance, that allow the company to change your job, to change your pay, uh, and do quite a few other things, you know, imposing non-competition obligations, what have you. None of those things can your employer just decide unilaterally to introduce, So employers may may think it's a good opportunity to do that. No, don't fall for it. Don't give up your legal rights in that way. And if you are presented with an employment agreement and you want to know what it says, what it does, or if you should be worried about it, give me a call. Let me see it. I can read it and tell you what it does and what it means. But don't just go ahead and sign it. Please
0: don't. This is well uh, being called back for a temporary layoff, your seniority does not... This is funny. Your seniority does not start back at zero. That would (laughs) suck. (laughs)
1: it it, it would. And you know, a lot of people have been asking me this, like, wait wait a second. If I go back now, does that mean I'm a a new hire? Absolutely not. You are not a new hire. Your seniority continues. And in fact, this time that you've been on layoff, whatever it is, two months, three months, four months, that period of time counts still as seniority. You're still considered an employee during that period of time. So your seniority doesn't get reset, and that's important because if you go back to work and let's say six months later, your employer lets you go, you're not a six-month employee at that point. You're an employee with your full years of service behind you, which means, of course, you get more severance. So you may be confused about that, or, or even your employer may be confused, and they may think that your seniority somehow gets reset. It does not get reset. You still continue to be employed. Now, one thing though, uh, we talked just before about employment agreements, your employer can't take away most of your seniority with an employment agreement. So one of the things a new employment agreement would do is could could essentially say that we're gonna eliminate at least a part of your seniority. So that's why it's so important not to just go ahead and sign an employment agreement And no, if you just came back from a a layoff, if you came back from a furlough, whatever you want to call it, your seniority doesn't reset. It continues. In fact, it's been continued the whole time you've been off work.
0: By the way, any of this sound really familiar and you maybe you're going through it or fearing going through it, uh, you want to call us at 604-280-9898. The email address that we use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's also the website covidrights.ca. Tons of information about the uh, CERB and other things surrounding the pandemic. That's been up there for a couple months. Very useful. And always pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is there 24-7 for you. It's absolutely anonymous, free to use, and there is a contact button at the top right of that if you want to check that out as well. The severance pay calculator, by the way, is part of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Uh, get back to your phone calls here and more of your emails, and we'll continue with uh, things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff after a short break. That is coming up, and then we're coming right back. Employment Law Show at CKNW. That is correct. 604 280 9898 is the number to call and ask your questions. Get to more of your emails as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff. This one is going to loom large for a lot of people when they come back, and that is if you aren't recalled back to work, you are owed severance pay.
1: Yeah, and this has to be something you, you pay attention to because we've been talking about going back to work. The sad reality is. many individuals uh, unfortunately are not going to get recalled back because the company either is going to have to cut costs or they're going to have to restructure and as a result you may find yourself on your way out if that's what happens remember severance laws severance rules apply to you if you don't get called back uh, from work or to work you have to get your severance and it's not a week's pay per year of service or two weeks pay per year of service or anything like that. It's based on your age, your position and the length of your employment. And an easy way to find out is at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We have a severance calculator tool right there and it's not a bad idea to go check it out right now and be ready just in case things happen that you don't get back to work just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca it's going to take you 20 seconds flat and you'll find out how much severance you're actually owed so you so you know so you can plan and then if and when you know that letter comes in saying unfortunately we're not bringing you back you'll know you'll know what uh, what to expect so Remember, you get severance if you don't come back to work. It's a regular termination, uh, and if you're not getting what you're owed, give me a call. The good news is this is not difficult to resolve. If you've been offered six weeks and it should have been uh, five months or anything, really, it's not difficult to resolve. Give me that chance. We'll fix that up and, and take care of it. But remember the rule. If you lost your job now, you're not getting called back to work, you're let go because the company's cutting,
0: you're out of work for whatever reason, you're owed severance. is the number to uh, call through. Singh, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Fine, fine. How are you? Good. Thanks for your time. What's up? Okay. I am self-employed, 63 years old, uh, diabetes, high blood
3: pressure, and I don't feel comfortable going back to work while the virus is still going around. Can I apply
1: for an extension of the C R E B after June well, 15th? Yeah, well, first of all, have you been receiving it for March, April, May? Yes. So the CRB is only for four months, unfortunately. So once you have that four months, uh, you wouldn't qualify unless the government at some point decides to extend it beyond four months. So you would not be able to get that. But there's another issue here. Uh, you work, You work for a company? I have my own taxes. I see. I got it. I got it. Okay. So in terms of the CRB, unfortunately, no, you would not be able to get it beyond June because you would have had for March until then. If the government decides to extend it, and they might, uh, then you'd be okay. But unless that happens, SYNC, you would not be able to continue on it. No. But is there
3: any other option, like applying for uh, disability or something like that?
1: Uh. No, there, there really isn't uh, any, any other available remedy for you uh, in this situation. No, there, there really isn't. You may be able to get uh, some, ta- some tax deferrals to assist you financially, perhaps even uh, if you're a small business, depending if you have payroll, a small business loan. But no, beyond that, there wouldn't, wouldn't be any benefits that directly pay you.
0: Singh, appreciate your time. And uh, for you, you still have some time to uh, call and ask your question. 604-280-9898 is the number to do that. You want to reach out outside of the hour of the show, it is help at employmentlawyer.ca and 604-283-3123. One more of these before we get down to some emails here, and that is things to remember when being recalled from a temporary layoff. You need a good reason in order to refuse to go to work. We started the show with a phone call in that regard, right?
1: Yeah, and, and I've been getting so many emails, so many calls asking me or telling me, Lior, I, I I know my employer told me to go back to work. I'm just not feeling comfortable to do that. Yep, yep. Uh, and I can't blame you. You know, I don't know that I'd be feeling comfortable I, to, to go to work right now. Right. So I get it. But here's the thing. Unless you have a good reason, I'll talk in a second about what that good reason is, if you don't go back to work, even if you're feeling uncomfortable, then you're going to be considered to have resigned. And that's not a good thing because you would have lost your job. And you also would be disqualified from getting any other benefits from the company. So just deciding, you know what, I don't I don't want to leave the house. I'm not comfortable. I'd rather be at home. That doesn't work. It's not a good idea. So talk to your employer. Maybe you and your employer can work something out where you can either work from home or can or can continue staying on a layoff. But you can't just decide, you know what, I'm not going to work. Now, good reason. So there's a few ways you can decide to stay home. Number one is if you have children that are off school or off daycare, uh, because now there's no no schools right now, then you can stay home with them. That's perfectly allowed, and you can not only stay home with them, you're not going to consider to be resigned, and you can also continue getting government benefits. So that's option number one. Option number two is if you have a health issue, uh, you, you have a medical condition that makes you in, or puts you in a very dangerous situation if you were to get the virus, get a doctor's note all right? If you get that doctor's note that protects you, that allows you to stay off work legally, but you have to have that doctor's note. But if you don't have that doctor's note and you don't have uh, children that are at home now because of uh, school closures, even if you're not comfortable, if you don't go to work, unfortunately, that's considered a resignation, of course, so long as your employer meets their own health and safety obligations. So if you're not sure what to do, if you qualify, if you're going to be resigning or not, Give me a call before you just decide to tell your employer I'm not coming back. Too bad. Don't do that. Let's you and I speak. Let's make sure we do it right. You don't want to just lose your job uh, because you're you're worried. So let's figure out a way to do that smartly.
0: Let's bounce over to a couple of emails here as we uh, as we go along. Beth uh, with actually it's a COVID question. It says I work in retail. My employer is continuing to pay me during the temporary store closure. However, this past week, they told us to come into the store for at least one shift a week. Otherwise, we will either have to take an unpaid temporary leave of absence or quit. Do I have to go into work?
1: Well, you know, this goes back to what I was saying uh, before. And in, in, uh, in, no, it, you can't be told, first of all, you quit. You never quit if uh if your employer is the one changing the terms of employment so if your employer changes the deal changes the terms of employment you can treat that as a constructive dismissal and if you decide not to go to work that's still a termination so the decision here has to be am i l- willing to lose my job and even if it means getting severance that's fine if you want to no problem and i, I can even help you with that or do you would you rather stay and continue working on some basis And hopefully, hopefully at some point, things go back to normal. So you have to make that decision. But if you decide not to go to work because that's not how your job is, then that's not a resignation. That's a termination, and you're owed your full severance.
0: Lisa's got an interesting uh, question through email as well. By the way, it's help at employmentlawyer.ca. She says, I'm a marketing manager for a local company. The uh, company is implementing a number of measures because of COVID-19. The first being telling us to take two vacation days per week for the month of May. Am I obliged to accept this? So the reality is that it's going to make you unhappy, right? No
1: one wants to no. be told when to take their vacation. You know, va- Vacation time is almost something sacred. We want to take it when we want to, sure. when we can spend time with our family, when we can plan accordingly. But an employer is allowed to tell you when to take your vacation. So uh, most employers don't do that. But if in this case, your employer says you have to take your vacation days on these days when I tell you, and there's not much that you can do about that. Again, you can talk to your employer and see if there's some other arrangements that can be made. But generally speaking, an employer is allowed to tell you when to take vacation, when not to take vacation, uh, for how long, etc. So talk to your employer, but it's not actually illegal for an employer to do that.
0: I want to reach out to Leor by the way, when we're not uh, doing the show, 604-283-3123. Will's got an interesting question. It says, uh, you know, I've worked for a company for five years in a sales position and was just let go. They consider me, get this, to be an independent. It's the old independent contractor. They, <laughs> they considered me to be an independent contractor. I worked exclusively for them full time but did not have an office, and I paid my own expenses. Am I entitled to severance? Well, Will is actually
1: an employee in the eyes of the law. Now, I've started off by saying just a bit a few minutes ago that because of COVID-19, a lot of individuals are going to find themselves without a job, unfortunately. And uh, the statistics are already showing that unemployment rate is extremely high now. But there's a category of these individuals that may think that they, they're they not owed severance. And those are the people that are misclassified as independent contractors when they are really employees. And and our regular listeners know we talk about this often. It is a very common thing for individuals to be misclassified that they really are employees, but they're called independent contractors. They may even think that they are independent contractors. But remember, the only one that gets to decide if you really are an independent contractor or really if you're an employee is the law. The law decides that. I don't decide that. Your employer doesn't decide that. You don't decide that. So if the law says you are an employee, that means various things. That means that you're owed potentially vacation pay and holiday pay, uh, minimum wage, but it also means you are owed severance. There's been thousands and thousands and thousands of people that over the past month or so have lost their job and have not been paid severance because everyone thought they were independent contractors. Nonsense. No, you're most likely an employee. If you have a regular job, you go to work, you come home at night and go back to work the next day you are an employee so for will if he's worked there for five years in a sales role he is an employee he's not a contractor he means he is owed severance and and it could be six seven eight months paid that he's owed it's significant so he just got to give me a call I'll help you get severance and for you as well if you've been misclassified if you've lost your job and you don't think you're owed severance uh, guess again you are probably an employee and by the way pocketemploymentlawyer.ca has a tool that allows you to find out free in seconds if you really are an employer or contractor. So check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca.
0: Good call. Forgot to uh, Forgot to mention that one. It does so much more as well. Check it out. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free. Anonymous. There's a contact button if you still choose at the top right. Little yellow button there. If not, go ahead, use it and uh, get educated as well. Now that we're done, you want to reach out after the show anytime to Lior and the team. 604-283-3123. The email we use is help at lawyer.ca. And for the next little while, it looks like you can also go to covidrights.ca for more information there as well. We've got you covered from every single angle. We'll. Catch